This is Comic Timing, episode 213, and Comic Geek Speak, episode 1914, Toy Fair 2023. Changing up the intro at least a, l- a little bit since, uh, since it's slightly different as I'm co-branding this episode and releasing it on both feeds like I usually do, but it makes sense to co-brand it because it makes sense for both shows. Uh, I'm Ian Levestein, and uh, welcome to uh, Comic Timing and Comic Geek Speak this particular episode, joined by Chris Nautis. Hey, Chris. Hello. Good evening or afternoon or morning. Or yeah. maybe you're in space listening to this, yes, this while you orbit the Earth. This, this is a podcast, so they could be listening to it at any time, anywhere. What a concept. What a country. Okay, so for all of those people in the world of tomorrow, do you have jetpacks? Do you have jetpacks that don't suck? Uh, hmm. No, no, they don't, because those are never going to happen. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. <laughs> although, although Steve Rogers was given a jetpack recently in a uh, in a in Captain America number one, and he was thinking to himself as he was given it by Reed Richards that he really hopes he's able to keep it. So hopefully he was able to keep it. Good job, Jim Michael right. Straczynski. Good job. All right, still on your mind. Still on my <laughs> mind because it's a damn good issue. Toy Fair that happened at at uh, the Jacob Javits Center. Uh, we uh, almost well, okay, like about a half a week ago as we record this. Uh, it was at the beginning of uh, of October, so uh, and well, the what was it? The end of September, it's beginning September thirtieth, October first through the third. Thank you, thank you very the much. Second, third. Yes, I always forget it starts on Saturday because in my brain, like every convention is supposed to start on either Friday or Thursday. But so yeah, that's the first thing we could probably talk about is that one. This was an actual like corporate work event yes. for grown-ups to do grown-up things yep. as opposed to New York Comic-Con, yep. which is for the nerds who are overgrown children, or as the toy industry calls them, kidults. Ah, I don't like that term, and I want, it to, go, I. I, I want it to go away. Kidults. Yeah. Come on. Kidults. Kidults. It's a very, it's a big uh, space for growth in the toy industry right now. Mm-hmm. They've realized that uh, people like us who are grown-ups with jobs and yeah. no kids have a lot of disposable income and yes. a uh, nostalgia, uh, you know, young young at heart. I don't know. There's a, there's a bazillion things you could say, like, about our psychology or whatever. Well, and we're all – because of that, we're the ones who, you know, go to Target and buy new Marvel figures or G.I. Joe figures or Transformers figures because, like you said, disposable income. We could do what we want. <clears throat> well, I mean, I could – analyze it because there's a like there's a lot of things going on there like one being that uh you and i were both born in the 80s and the 80s were probably like the explosion of tv as uh advertising oh you know shows like he-man which were there to just sell toys yep and so i i mean i could argue and maybe some people will disagree with me that 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 was like the start of like being wired like we were wired to want to buy things oh absolutely yeah i mean it's not that merchandise didn't exist before then but like the 80s is like it it was like a freaking plague yeah (laughs) i'm trying to be good this is about toys i don't want to curse no no i i i get it but also also at the same time there's a reason why they had to put uh certain regulations in place for advertising to to stop 
advertising for the show that you're literally watching to be taking place while you're watching it, you know, because like that, that that's they were a vehicle for toys. That's what that's what animated series were in the 80s. You know, G.I. Joe yeah. existed because G.I. Joe toys existed and shows have been canceled over the years because they didn't sell enough toys. So that's, you know, go figure. Young Justice. I know. And then it came back and then it went away. Yeah. And then it came back and then it went away. I mean, what hasn't come back at this point? That is very true. Futurama. Pirates of Dark Water. No, I was saying things that actually haven't come back. Oh, okay. Because I, I was going to say, if Pirates of Dark Water came back for its last two episodes, like that would be that would be amazing. It would be. There's a lot of shows that I would love to see a proper ending to. I mean, hell, can I have another season of Gem and the Holograms? Oh, my God. Why do people get more? You guys are getting more... G.I. Joe and more Transformers. I mean, but finally they have acknowledged that maybe women and girls and, and femme types actually buy things too. You know, yeah. but now that the Barbie, Barbie made a billion dollars. So come on, give me some, some, a new gem show. That, that would be lovely. That would be absolutely lovely. I, I don't know if you're ever going to get it, but that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Toy Fair at yes. the Jacob Javits Center, which is spelled J-A-V-I-T-S, not Z. Yes. As this episode will probably be coming out uh, before New York Comic Con, a reminder that uh, that I and Chris, for that matter, will both be at New York Comic Con uh, the, the, the next weekend after this is being released. So uh, if you do happen to see me walking to halls, say what's up, and I will say what's up to you. Uh, that would be the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th of October at said Javits, spelled with an S, not a Z. I feel like one of these days we should do an episode just about Jacob Javits and explain who he is. Oh my God! Well, well then we then we would be the Bowery Boys. Like uh, that 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 that's uh, I think that's, we'll do a crossover. Uh, hey hey, weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened. Yeah, but yeah, th- this this is a convention that takes up pretty much the entire main Javits. It didn't spread into Javits North like like New York Comic Con has the past couple of years. Um, it was the the main first floor all the way down and the second floor all the way down including some fun stuff that i'm still like cognitive dissonance over the fact that we were in what is main events with a stage and there were booths it it, it, it was weird <laughs> yeah we just kind of strolled right in like we were walking the aisles and then suddenly we come to a stage and then there's just that moment of where are we again? Yeah, it's like oh my god! It's like it's like wow! This is where I watched that Star Trek, uh, uh, you know, panel at the uh, one Star Trek convention that Reed ever threw a couple of years ago. That was good. Time. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff they had in there. Like I think oh, we've yeah. seen Venture Brothers. I've seen Drunk History there, if I recall correctly. I think the American Dad panel that we went to was was there too, if I remember correctly. The uh, mm, maybe oh, I don't know. I feel like that was in a normal room. Oh, okay. Well, either way, um, yeah. And and this was my first time ever at Toy Fair. How many Toy Fairs have you been to? Uh, okay. Now I gotta I gotta count here. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was my seventh, possibly eighth. Ooh. Okay. I went to Toy Fair in the two thousands when uh, Pokemon was exhibiting there. So I definitely went in 06. I don't remember if I went. Uh, but then I started covering Toy Fair for Engadget in 2016, yeah. and I've been to every single one since. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Toy Fair in 2020, but there was no Toy Fair in 2021 and 2022. And of course, this year's was in September slash October instead of February, which is probably the big thing we should just 
you know, it's the elephant in the room. We should probably address it right yes. now. Yes, yes. Uh, that uh, this is the second to last toy fair that will be taking place in New York City. It was announced while we were at Toy Fair. The next Toy Fair will be taking place in March of 2025. They're skipping 2024 entirely. And then after that, the show will be moving from its 100-plus year home of New York City to New Orleans. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So what they said when they moved it to September of this year, they were just like, well, people have been asking us for a fall show, fall show for a while. This was before the pandemic they were asking us. So we thought this would be better. And now they're like, oh, people are telling us that a early in the year is much better for them, which I mean, as people who go to a lot of conventions, we we can read between the lines. It was that they just lost their slot in February. Oh, That's definitely. what actually happened. Yeah. 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 Beca- because of skipping it. Uh, somebody, someone swooped in and took it, and and because of that, they 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 lost their slot, plain and simple. Um, and it's it is incredibly hard for a convention to get a slot at Jacob Javits. Uh, perfect example. We we talked about this over over the weekend with a couple of different people that uh, New York Comic Con when New York Comic Con started, you know, it, it 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 had a February slot, whether it liked it or not, for a couple of years because even if it's ass cold in in new york city in february um and nobody wants to go to a comic convention in february that's when they could get it um eventually they moved to october and they're they're, they have a vice grip on that uh on that general area since then but they took what they could get um jacob javits is only so big and new york city is a huge place where everybody wants to exhibit I mean, and we only really have the one big convention center. I mean, they've talked about opening up other convention centers within the city, Mm -hmm. one by like with the airport, aqueduct, racetrack area, which people have kind of poo-pooed because they're like, well, it's too far away from Manhattan. What if I want to go to like a restaurant with a client or whatever? Yeah. Which is why this is funny to be like, oh, we're going to go to New Orleans. And I'm like, okay, so I guess what? You're going to take people to the French Quarter for your restaurant meetings? Having been to New Orleans in January, I will say the weather's nice and it's not crowded. And like I said, you can get king cake in January. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, At the same time, though, um, and I mean, this this isn't like a a knock on, on New Orleans or anything like that. It's that... I feel like this is also in some ways a sign of the changing times that New York is not the mecca for media in some ways that it that it used to be. Um, and I mean, perfect example of that is that, you know, DC Comics is now no longer in in New York, you know that's based out of LA. A lot of places, yeah, well, a lot of companies is, have moved out of New York. We're talking about places. something completely different here because media, like with comics, it's a little different, yeah. right? Because New York used to be the center of that, but then DC moved. Yeah, they moved out to LA because that's what Warner Brothers wanted. Mm-hmm. And most uh, people who work in comics are freelance anyway, yeah. so they don't need to be in an office. Right. However, with Toy Fair. The toy industry is very much centered around certain places, and that one of them was New York because that's where the Toy, toy Association is. Until the early to mid 2000s, the Toy Fair was held at the Toy Association offices. They moved it to the Javits, just you know, because they more space. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, people were doing different showrooms anyway, yeah. and you know, like just 
gathering all at Javits just made it opened up the show to a lot more people. I think that's partly why Pokemon was able to start exhibiting there is because more people could just buy a booth and right. exhibit. Yeah, and 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 then everyone got to see Pikachu butt uh, every single time they walk in because that hanging Pikachu half but half the fun of that hanging Pikachu is that if you're walking the right way, it's just Pikachu butt. That's it. That's all you see is Pikachu butt. Yeah, if you've ever been to a comic convention, you've been to San Diego, New York, you've seen the giant Pikachu hanging from the thing. Oh, yeah. We saw it at the convention center. It was kind of closer to the wall, so the butt was more open than anything else. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring up the image that I brought up before of of the Toy Fair sign where you can actually see said Pikachu butt pretty clearly uh, from, from where they had it placed in, in the actual uh, convention center itself. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think that uh, one of... The, I I think that I think that that this will this will affect New York more than I think even Toy Fair is going to recognize. Um, New York or Toy Fair? Because my thing uh, is, that, you know, we talked to a lot of people, and yeah. people were asking me, like, "Are you going to go to Toy Fair in New Orleans?" And I said, "Probably not," because mm-hmm. the thing is. You know, where like working at a gadget, part of the reason I could attend Toy Fair is because it didn't cost them anything. That's true. Cost them like my subway fare, right. maybe a cab ride or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, I would have to fly to New Orleans. I would have to book a hotel. <clears throat> and uh, a big problem with this time slot that they've picked now to have it in January is that it'll be like only a week or two after CES. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's a few weeks before uh what should we call it? Uh, Mobile World Congress. So Mobile World Congress is kind of funky right now because that's also feeling that like after effect of the pandemic and mm-hmm. having to reschedule stuff. Uh, you know, things like Samsung. Like in the tech industry, it's just not a great time because CES is so big; it sucks yeah. up a lot of financial resources. Well, I think I think it's just going to reorganize the show a little bit. Like what you're saying is true. That like yeah, like it will affect it will affect Toy Fair. I, I'm thinking that it'll affect New York just, I mean, revenue-wise more than anything else, frankly. But, uh, you know, as as they lose another big another big source of, of income, uh, you know, the Javits does at least with with a big-ass show like this. You know, obviously they're paying the Javits to uh, to exhibit there. But for all we know, something's going to swoop in and take that take whatever it's, spot they're in. I've have. been wondering about the Javits a lot because – so they're going to lose Toy Fair. And uh, I know that things like the New York Times travel show no longer happens. Mm-hmm. And that was even before the pandemic. I'm yeah. just wondering how many uh, events no longer exist, mm. N- you know, now with the COVID, with COVID. And mind you, like COVID has not gone away. COVID could spike. It's spiking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a cold, not COVID. Thank <laughs> God. But, you know, he got to watch me going all week. People were like, oh, my and I'm like, no handshakes, elbows only. I yeah. have a cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and at the same time, I think that Toy Fair is just going to become way more. I mean, this this isn't a bad thing. It's just it's probably going to become yet again more of an industry show. Like the press is going to matter less in the scheme of it because pe- press that is already based in New York is, like you're saying, not going to fly out to New Orleans nearly as much. Uh, if it's sandwiched between other things that they already have to cover, yeah, like, in different even places. if you get away from tech, like we're not talking about CES anymore, right? Like you look at other news outlets, you got to figure it's just after Christmas, uh, so there might have been a, some spends there. Uh, if you're if you're an influencer, mm-hmm. you're paying your own way anyway. Yeah, it's right after Christmas. I don't know if you have the money to be flying out and paying no. for a hotel at Toy Fair. No, no, you don't. Um, at the yeah. same time. 
now that I've been to this particular toy fair, the one that took place in October, two weeks before New York Comic Con, it was empty. It, 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 there, it was. there there were not a lot of people there. Um, and I mean, I, I, I went on Saturday and I went on Monday. Um, Monday was more crowded than Saturday, which is weird for me because, you know, what's Saturday in my brain? It is know? as someone who's been to Toy Fair – uh, pretty much every day. Not this this year. I went uh, on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I skipped Tuesday. Uh, it's usually, yeah, it's usually packed on Saturday. Like, everybody wants to get their stuff done. They want to see everything as soon as possible, and then they want to get the hell out of there. So it does start to trickle, you know, get a little bit emptier on Monday and Tuesday. But this was the reverse. Like, Saturday was very empty, but that also could be attributed to the weather. Because mm-hmm. for those who are not in New York, you might have seen the uh, historic flooding that we uh, experienced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, still insane. I, I, oh, I recently found out. I ran into my super, Ian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, our uh, the boiler room in my building flooded. He showed me videos. It was like, you know, those videos you see of people wading through the subway muck. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was really bad. And, like, I, I didn't even notice because I stayed up in my, my apartment the entire two days. I was just like, I'm not going down there. Yeesh. But, yeah, no, the room flooded. And that and I would be like, is that why the heater was on for, like, two seconds? He's like, yeah, I guess they were checking to see if it still worked mm-hmm. after being submerged. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, your building was far from the only one to experience problems like that. Um, and yeah. And... Yeah, historic flooding quite literally the day before everybody was attending it um, and, and setting up for that matter. So that's. Yeah, no, Friday is when they set up. And normally, if this was a normal toy fair, you know, like I, uh, I would have been going to meet with Mattel. I usually meet with Mattel the day before toy fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that, that's something I should bring up here is that. Uh, so for those who are not really like again, uh, Toy Fair is an industry show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't; it's not open to the general public. It's technically not open to children. Uh, the only children who are allowed are kid influencers. Uh, and the thing is, though, is that Mattel uh, doesn't actually exhibit on the floor. They have a their own. They usually have their own. I don't know if I want to call it their eerie up in the Crystal Pavilion. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody goes near Comic-Con, that's when you go up the two escalators to that big platform. Yeah. Uh, but they were not exhibiting at all this year. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro always exhibits off-site, but I, I wasn't able to get an appointment. I don't know what's – I still have not heard from them. I don't know what's going on this year. So, something something must have must have been weird with their, with them this year because, yeah, it's – it's it's because I, even I, you know, I signed up as well, and I, I, I was told that I would hear back from them and that it never happened. So something must have gotten messed up in there. Yeah, no, normally, uh, you know, I get I, – I hear back and I get – you know, because you have to – Again, it's off-site, and you have to be invited. You cannot even just drop in and like or bring guests or anything. It's a, it's. I don't know if I want to say high security, but they do actually have a lot of security guards. Uh, but yeah, no, this was definitely out of the ordinary. Not just because of the time of year, but yeah, you didn't have Mattel exhibiting. Uh, there's a bunch of companies we didn't see. I can't remember any offhand. Any big um, Jacks wasn't there, you know, right? Jack Pacific? I don't think I saw. Yeah, I don't remember if we saw Jack Pacific. I don't, I don't, th- sure. I don't think Jack's was there, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think there were people selling Jack's stuff um, because there. Yeah, were, there I were, think that's what it was. You kept seeing. I, I saw you. You would like your eyes would light up if you saw something Mattel yeah. or Hasbro, and I'm like, no, they're they're not here. That's yeah. that's got to be a distributor booth, right? Uh, 
Yeah, Spin Master was there, but had a much smaller booth. And normally Spin Master is closed off. You have to make an appointment to go in, but it was wide open this year. Well, that that was something else that we heard from, from people is that there was a new decision that booths had to be at least three quarters opened this 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 year um that the court the days of the entirely closed off booth that you had to make an appointment for to see anything were gone and in their place was a a booth where at least three quarters was was open and then if you wanted to have stuff you know a quarter behind closed doors for like special shit you could go ahead and do that um, yeah, it's really interesting because I, I feel like I understand why they were doing closed booths because, you know, you get a lot of looky-loos. Mm-hmm. You get people who sign up with press credentials that are kind of dubious. Yeah. And they're pretty much just there to be nosy and maybe <laughs> grab stuff. Right. You know, like we, we did, we would see people snatching stuff. And sometimes, you know, I'd be like, no, Ian, don't be bad. Don't be a bad person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, because I mean, and, and, that, <laughs> and that's just it. Like everything's on display and, you know, your brain wants to go, oh, I wonder if I could buy that. And the answer is no, you can't. You could buy it at a store later on, but there's nobody selling their wares to, you know, piecemeal at the show. You know, it's all about yeah. wholesalers, it's all about distribution. Uh just because it's on display doesn't mean that you're gonna wind up buying it when you see it. You just have to remember that you saw it, take a picture of it. And then if you want to go home and buy a Walking Dead bat or whatever, then, you know, you can go ahead and do so. Like, which, the, which is one of the things we did see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's an interesting experience as opposed to something like New York Comic Con where, again, everything's on sale. They're really on the vigilant lookout for shoplifters. Yes. Uh, Toy Fair's a little more loose with that, though. I, I People do steal stuff at Toy Fair. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to deny that. Mm-hmm. but. But yeah, like it's just it's kind of it's really cool because it's like walking through uh, like an FAO Schwartz or a toy or a Toys R Us back mm-hmm. when they were still like a big thing oh, yeah. where you can just see stuff and you can touch it and you can talk to the people behind it, which Ian seemed to enjoy doing a lot while we were there. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely the case. <clears throat> and uh, the mood of the place was incredibly friendly, um, like the atmosphere was welcoming, which clearly it has to be because more, even more so than other shows, you know, you have to be welcoming to people and let them know more about your thing because you want to make a a deal with a distributor and get your stuff in, you know, different stores to people who are actually buying there on on the show. At the same time, same with same with press. When you see press, you know, you're going to want them to to spread your word to, you know, to to whatever outlet that they may happen to be with, hoping that the toy will then be bought by the regular consumer who might be happening to listening or watching, you know, whatever you happen to be a part of. Well, it's it's interesting because, like, you get a lot of press at comic conventions. Yeah. But there's also that feeling that a lot of people are there on, like, spurious credentials. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say there aren't spurious credentials at uh, Toy Fair. Of course. Which, I mean, it's they have the weirdest rules. Like, if you are another podcast or anything, just give it a shot. Yeah. You might even get in because it's not – it is both hard and yet incredibly easy, mm-hmm. as Ian can attest. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, but, um, I, I mean I, I did I did it entirely on a whim this year to be entirely honest with you. I like, told him. I told yeah. him you should because it's it's really interesting yeah. and, again, there's like a good vibe. Uh, but the thing is, yeah, there's three classes of people because there's exhibitors, buyers, and press. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, exhibitors are important, but to each other, they're, kind, they're really kind of dicks because you can't do anything for them. Yeah. Uh, buyers, of course, are king. I've never been a buyer. I would love to be a buyer someday. 
Uh, but you know, we were pressed. And the thing is what I, what I appreciated is cause I'd be like, look, uh, I do tech. I can't really do anything for you. And yet people are still super nice. They are. They'll still yeah. give you samples. Mm-hmm. You are more likely to get free stuff when you say, I don't want anything. And then they will insist <laughs> because, because, <laughs> because they're like, no, no, trust me. You want, you want, trust me. You want. I'm like, I don't need more stuff. I don't need more. Oh my yeah. God. I have three bags now. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Funny, funny enough. Um, at the same time, there really weren't that many overly needy exhibitors. Um, because, because you, you know, when you're at a, at a comic convention, there's at least going to be one person there who's like, you know, overselling themselves in order to try to get you to stop and look at their stuff. Like, like, oh, hey, hey, I see you over there. Come on, come on, stop on by here. My comic is about dogs. You like dogs, right? You like dogs? You don't like dogs? No, I, I hate also dogs. have one about cats. Like, What's, did not do that once in front of you? Somebody's like, yeah. don't you love them? I'm like, no, I hate them, but I want them to die. And the person just like, <laughs> is like, Ugh. And that was the I, moment that I that I understood that you knew how to break the hearts of men. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it might have been a woman, but yeah. Yeah, but still, like, yeah. It, th- you didn't get that overly neediness at all on the floor. You know, there were one or two instances of people being like, oh, I, oh hey, how, how are you? And then, you know, you walk by because you're Well, there was that but... we walked by this booth that had stuff that was very like pale colored mm-hmm. like stuff for babies oh god and i went over i leaned over to ian and i went sad beige babies <laughs> sad beige babies and this woman at a booth must have overheard her she's like we don't have sad beige babies here everything's <laughs> colorful everything's very colorful and then we struck up a conversation with her and we learned more about her wares you know that's that's all part of it um there also really weren't a lot of like celebrities outside of one that that i was very happy to have taken a picture of uh, with that is uh, the Bob Ross booth. When when we first got there, David Arquette was uh, was set up at the Bob Ross booth, and he was doing Bob Ross instruction demonstrations. Also, so like it wasn't just it wasn't just like let's go see this celebrity, you know, who has nothing to do with us. Like he's actually a trained Bob Ross instructor for the program of you know painting teach uh, teaching us uh, process that that they've been doing uh through rob ross and he was there and you know taking pictures with people and showing them the whole process so that was pretty cool they were also giving out he t-shirts really, yeah he really should i said as i said i said to him i said you they really should have a new show and you can host it i mean i think there's an audience and i and i said you know since weed is legal now anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, when when they do the like the twenty four hour streams on 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 Twitch or what have you, like there's always people watching. Like that's mm. Bob Ross is still Bob Ross. You know he he has that selling power. There's also a Bob Ross for kids uh, that's available that uh, that was on display at the booth uh, that I that I got an image of here, uh, where you know you can you can have kids learn how to paint through the uh, through the Bob Ross kit, which was pretty cool and. They, you know, it was a nice, simple booth setup. Even when, even if they were giving stuff out, like it was just there on the floor downstairs. And by the way, I reiterate, downstairs was just as big as upstairs. In fact, there were probably even more booths downstairs than there were. Well, there were more people because the larger booths are reserved for the main floor. That's yeah. where you will find stuff like Lego, which you toured. I know yes. uh, Spin Master. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm blanking. Jazzwares was up there, yeah. you know, just that, those kind of stuff. And then like downstairs, the biggest booth was Funko, which I thought was really odd because it feels like Funko should have graduated to the main floor already. Yeah. At the same time though, they were given some really good uh, floor real estate downstairs. So for all we know, that could have also just been their choice because they were able to have like a double booth similar to what Bandai had upstairs. 
Um, you know that Funko had that Bandai was huge. Bandai was ginormous. Um, and yeah. and it had it had Bandai gaming and and Bandai toys. Uh, b- both set up on either side. So that's yeah. yeah. You had an appointment with it was it was like action figures and collectibles, mm-hmm. and you went to the wrong side. And I'm like, why do you even have two sides? This I, is so confusing. I know exactly. Yeah, and uh, Bandai had some great stuff on display. Um, that their the build quality on on their toys has gone up uh, a lot over the years. Um, they, they've they've gone from being like middle of the pack, I feel like, to top tier on a lot of the on a lot of the production stuff that they do. I feel like when it comes to Bandai, like I never really felt like Bandai was bad, but I always felt like, first of all, that the U.S. always got like the scraps because mm-hmm. you would see you would look at like the Japanese Bandai site and it, you would see so much cool stuff that we never got. Yeah. And now they're bringing that stuff over. I mean, that was our uh, we took a tour with uh, A.J. Velasco. Very cool dude. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yep. Uh and he was telling us they're actually trying to bring a lot more of the collectibles over, the stuff that was Japan exclusive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the the lottery prizes. Oh now, <laughs> you don't even need to enter a lottery. You can just buy it. Yeah. You know? Learning about the lottery system in Japan, by the way, and being so happy that I don't have to do that makes me glad that we could just buy them here because uh, the way he described it is like yeah so you know you do a lottery where you know you might get a b ticket or you might get a c ticket or but you're not guaranteed to get the ticket that you want every single time so it could take you triple the amount that it actually costs in real life in order to get one of these toys in the u.s we're just selling them like oh okay all right great so it's well, I said part of it is the fact that it might be considered gambling, and we have to yes. be really careful of that because there are laws about that in the United States. Absolutely, yeah. But oh yeah, no, that's that's nice figure, the one you just posted. The, 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 uh, there were some great Godzilla stuff on display. Um, the Ichiboncho it, 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 it figures. Ichiboncho. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, in particular, were were amazing, and they also had some stuff for the the One Piece live action show. Uh, they had already had some uh, some figures for that ready for purchase that are going to be available in 2024 yeah it um, says march 2024 yep uh you know they're very happy with how it's been doing uh just the side note yeah i finally watched it and it is amazing and i almost cried <laughs> mostly because i saw the uh you know normally i i think i said this to you already before the audience will say you know you might watch something like you watch the barbie movie and it'll say based on barbie by mattel you know, and you watch a DC movie, it might be like based on Batman by DC Entertainment. Mm-hmm. This said based on the comic book One Piece. And I just like I, I was like, I started crying. I was oh just like, God. oh, my God, they're just acknowledging it. And yeah. I was so happy. It's not it's not a graphic novel, Chris. It's a comic book. Yeah, well, they could have just said based on One Piece. And mm-hmm. like, no, they said the comic book One Piece. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those figures are nice. And yeah, I see you showing off this Tony Stark over here. Oh, my God. Uh, that, that No, I, I know I'm going to mispronounce it. It's, it's SHF Figure Arts, right? Uh S-H-F, Fig Arts. Fig yeah. Arts. Okay, yeah, Fig Arts. Thank you. Um, the, the <laughs> farts. S-H Farts. That's what it's called. Um, uh, and uh, this is a immaculately detailed Iron Man Mark 85 uh, from uh, from the Infinity Saga. And, uh, you know, multiple heads, you know, multiple arms you can put on, uh, multiple blasters and whatnot. They had uh, a couple of the, uh, the the Spider-Man figures from No Way Home available through uh, through Bandai Namco. Uh, and, and those were great. They had some terrific uh, tech, uh, Tekken figures as well. If I can find the images of that uh, here, 
Uh, yeah, those on, are the on ones that had, I love the little signage. They actually have these Lucite like displays that say like round two fight. Yeah. And you can put them in front of your figure. So it's kind of like you're seeing the video game. It's really, really awesome. Um, And yeah, just like o- overall, I, I, I kind of booked them on a whim just because they were Bandai and, and I'm a, you know, I'm an anime fan. And I think that was one of my favorite booth experiences the entire time I was there. So very, well, a lot very of it is stuff. like they had a lot of good products. He showed us everything in the booth. Yes, he did. Also, well, the thing is, Bandai has a lot more to talk about because mm-hmm. uh, they just opened up uh, two shops. They mm-hmm. opened up a nanoblock shop yep. over at the American Dream Mall in uh, the Meadowlands mm-hmm. over in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yep. And they opened up a Tamashi Nations store for the action figure yes. side of things in near just off of Times Square. Yeah. Which, I, Which I told them, I said, no, dude, you, you should be in Flushing. You really should be in Flushing. <laughs> Flushing is basically turned into Akihabara around here. Pretty much, yeah. Um, also, I really want to check out this Vital Hero thing, uh, like which is basically just you know Tamagotchi or Fitbit with... Uh, actually, it is. It's basically like a Tamagotchi-Fitbit hybrid, only it's superheroes. Like that's that seems like yeah, it's you pretty can train badass. up. You can train up and get a Batman or a Nightwing or Joker or Harley Quinn. Yep. A little cartoon on your wrist. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and yes, I do agree that if they were to have a flushing store, that would be very, very beneficial to them. And hopefully they will, they will make that happen sooner than later. Yeah. I'll say, yeah, if you're in New York, like if you're in New York comic-con, take some time, head out to flushing, check out the Tesso X store. Mm-hmm. You never need to go to Japan. It's basically like being in freaking Tokyo, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. What What about those like artistic as hell uh tie posters that were all over the convention center like the uh where they took, oh like, t- the- he means by t- tie he means uh the, the beanie babies people yes indeed yep ty uh tie but yeah, yeah they were like bb babies are back and they they basically are the first thing you see when you walk into like the the main hall because oh, they were yeah. situated near like where the press entrance where the 35th street entrances mm-hmm. yep and and they they had Beanie Baby interpretations of famous pe- pieces of art all over the place on on multiple floors uh, for for you for uh, for you on display. Even if you weren't at their booth, they were they were there, which is hilarious because I, I I quite literally the day before Toy Fair watched the Beanie Baby movie on on Apple Plus. So like it was in my head, and then there they were, and I'm like, you son of a bitch, you really want me to buy Beanie Babies? It's it's kind of part of act like a like comeback vehicle. Like it is. It's it's it is a marketing push, whether or not they'll admit it. Mm-hmm. But like the the timing is you know too much to be a coincidence. Well, yeah, especially especially what you were just talking about, how like you know the eighties and nineties are back, baby. You know this is this is this is all part of that. It's a nostalgia push for people who can actually have disposable money. You know. Yeah, well, I was pointing out things to Ian. Like, uh, we'll do a lot of shoutouts of toys that we find interesting. Like, if you have not seen the uh, the reboot of the Care Bears that's being put out by Basic yeah. Fun, it's been the past few years. This is not new this year. Mm-hmm. They, I think they're better than the originals. I know yeah. some people are screaming blaspheme, but I like them a lot more. I think they're more expressive. They gave them bigger eyes. Uh, colors are way brighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, my niece has one. She has the, the, the I think it's Cheer Bear, the one that's pink. Okay. You know? But, uh, you know, we, we would walk by that booth and I was like, Ian, Ian, I want to steal one of them. Steal one. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. Like, you, you try to be on your best behavior, but you like you see so many things. I went up to the tea turtle booth and I was like, are you guys going to sell giant plushes? And they're like, no. And I'm like, why not? He goes, because they'd be expensive. I said, you know, people don't care. Yeah, exactly. You know, people will buy them. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they don't know enough people will buy them, which is why they they're not actually producing them. Um. 
Let's talk about the uh, the the Lionel booth um, with the uh, with the trains. Just yeah, the- whether you realize it or not, I was going to segue into that because talking okay. about disposable income, mm-hmm. Lionel, oh my God, everything's yeah. so expensive. <laughs> yes, uh, and they have uh, in 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 co- you know commemorative fashion of Disney 100, they have some awesome looking Disney 100 trains, but also recreations of the very first Mickey toy that they put out that basically saved their asses back in the day. Um, as as Lionel was pretty close to going under as a business until uh, Walt Disney went to them personally, personally, because yeah. he was a, just a fan of their trains and was like, make a make make a Mickey figure, you know, make make, make a Mickey make make a Mickey, you know, train. Uh, uh, it's uh, a yeah, it's a sidecar. You yeah. might have seen the thing is I mentioned to them, I was like, I've seen that in a museum. You might have seen these in museums. Yeah, it's basically a Mickey and a mini uh, on a sidecar. And the thing is, it'll fit on one of their tracks and you can wind it up and it'll actually go around. And, and you know, it just those pumps. And the thing is, they recreated it exactly. They didn't like modernize it or anything. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get, yeah, but it's it's two hundred dollars, which is insane. Like I kind of oh, yeah. want it, but I don't not to the tune of two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they recreated it. Like it even has, you know, looking at the photo Ian has up on the video feed here. Uh, they even have the seams in the heads and everything. Yep, and and so. and, and the and the turnkey. They have both an older version and a um, a newer version with the Disney one hundred branding. Uh, depending on, on which on which one you would prefer. Yeah, well, I think it's. I thought it was uh, Disney 100, and then they had a special D23. That's what it variant. was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. There are yeah. two. They have uh, looking at the picture because there's four models, like the original, and then they had two bonus ones that are for D23. That would be the mm-hmm. annual. I think it's annual at this point. The Disney yes. fan convention, which is that is one of my dream conventions to go to. I agree. Yeah. I, I, sometimes it takes place in in Florida. Sometimes it takes place in in Anaheim. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's all that, that is on my list that, that, that and Star Wars Celebration, I think are, are two things that I'd love to go to at some point in my life. Yeah, I would really dig Celebration, but yeah, the Lionel booth was interesting. I asked them for a catalog to give to my dad and they didn't have any. And he says the only reason they even print it is because of old people like my dad, <laughs> you know, the kind of people who will email them a detailed list of every typo in the catalog. Yeah. Which, which he pointed out. It's like, uh, you know, the, the, the per- person will come to them and be like, I found these three errors. And they'll be like, actually, there were five. So come back when you find the other two. Like, okay. And then they leave and then they come back with the other two. And then that's that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I grabbed because my dad's in the trains. So I wanted to get in the catalogs. I gave him the Bachman catalog today. He mm-hmm. was just kind of like, uh, like <laughs> oh, but I also gave him a guide to uh, Flatbush. So how oh, nice. That'll keep him. Yeah, no, they're giving them out at the library because I think, I think, so local news, uh, the Brooklyn Historical Society merged with the Brooklyn Public Library a few years back, mm-hmm. and they just recently reopened the Historical Society. Now it's the Center for Brooklyn History. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I visited there a few weeks ago, and I think they're just trying to get rid of anything that's branded Brooklyn Historical Society because <laughs> there was just a stack of stuff. They were like these postcards that are normally like 20 bucks, and they were just giving them away. Oh, wow. Jeez. So I got that. I grabbed a bunch of like little freebies, and uh, I think the books they they're giving they're actually giving them out at the library near me though. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so ha- random not comics thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, that's fine. How about the uh, how about the uh, the the sunglasses? Like we were handed bluey sunglasses at one point, and they also had a bunch of uh, wrestling themed sunglasses on display, like Macho Man Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior and Sting and all that jazz. And- yeah, my favorite was actually they had superhero mask, and one of them, one of the su- the the sunglasses looked like uh, Robin's Domino mask. Mm, yes, good point. Yep. That was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. That was super awesome. Yeah. And do we remember the name of the company? It's actually written on the glasses. Uh, let's see. It is Sun Stashes. Sun Dash Stashes. So like so, so like mustache, only sun stash instead. So check that this out. This show this show was brought to you by yep. <laughs> Sun Stashes. See, look look how look how cool that the the bluey sunglasses are, people. <laughs> As that anybody watching the video right now, I'm putting them on and now I'm taking them off. Because they're fogging up my glasses because it is hot in here. But yeah, yeah, it's it's it was eighty degrees today in New York. Oh boy! Don't worry, give it two more days and it'll be back down to fifty because that's the way life works now. Yay! Can we talk about how much bubbles were on display? Like everything was bubbles. Yeah, I mean the thing is, there's always bubbles, but maybe I'm just noticing them more because my niece is in the bubbles. Mm-hmm. But I know we did get those bubbles, the ones that are like really firm. Yeah, we took, we both got samples of those. Ah, oh, that's what I forgot to bring this is, over this to my is parents the, today. Uh, bubble tree, uh, blowing bubbles, uh, and, and they they were telling us it's a refillable aluminum bottle with an attached bubble wand, and they told us it's. Like triple distilled, like 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 the way that we that, that people would describe vodka, they were describing the water in this. Like it's like triple triple purified, and then they then they add in this. Like okay, okay, great. Does it blow a bubble? That's really all I need. Does it blow a bubble? And the bubbles don't pop that easily. Like no, they'll hit the yeah. ground and they'll stay, which is is always nice to see. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's part of American Bubble Co. Uh, and uh, their website is bubbletreeusa.com to give them the full plug. But uh, yeah, these things. Looked super cool, and I'm glad that they gave us some, uh, you know, some uh, samples to check out because I can't wait to blow too many bubbles and then be out of bubbles and be sad I'm out of bubbles and then buy more bubbles because that's the way bubbles work. <laughs> or at least that's how they worked at Disney because we wound up getting like, I think we wound up getting from like the 99 cent store the next day after the bubbles ran out a giant tub of bubbles that we could refill it with over and over again. Yeah. But one thing I've noticed, uh, this is not even just this year, it's been the past couple of years, uh, that uh, what became big, and it's because of YouTube, are like unboxing videos. Mm -hmm. So a lot of toys are very much uh, disposable in that way. Yes. Like a lot of their experience is like a one-time only thing. Mm -hmm. Like I saw Hatchimals, uh, I I thought it was called Hatchimals Surprise or whatever. I, I could go get it, but their new thing, it's basically like these little eggs and you get a little bottle filled with water and you squirt directly into the the, the, the egg. Mm-hmm. And then the egg cracks because the little hatchimal pops out of it because of the water. Mm. Anyway, I'm actually going to find it because I feel bad if like Spin Master's listening to this. Hold on one sec. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, <clears throat> like one of the things that uh, that I wish that I had taken a picture of was there was one booth uh, that was displaying toys that were like multi-use like that you could repurpose them um oh look at that chris is back how about them apples let's see what what do we got here we go this is this is it okay it's a little it's called hatchimals alive i did i they did give me one but i'm not gonna dig that one out of my pocket now but 
But yeah, the, a lot of toys are about the unboxing experience. Yeah. Like uh, the color reveal Barbie things where you like you dip them into a thing of water and like the skin coating falls off and you get to see what they look like on the you know on the inside. Well, the the, the thing that I mentioned uh, as you, as you stepped away, I I wish I'd gotten the name of the booth, but the uh, the that that one company that was making uh, essentially add-ons you could make onto like plastic bottles and stuff like that to make. Oh yeah, you spoke to them. Them, I think we started talking to them because they had Vietnamese coffee, and Ian is very much about his coffee. Yes, and I he am. was hoping to have some coffee, and they didn't have coffee, but it was fine. Um, you definitely have their info, so I, you can I put it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, that you're right about the you know sustainability and multi-use. Uh, were definitely two of the items that were 100% on display uh, out of the toys at Toy Fair uh, for that very reason, because, you know... it's w- Yeah, it's like a balance now, because you have the guys who are making things that are meant to be unpacked, and you have all these little bags and mm-hmm. bobs and stuff, and then you have uh, sustainability-type stuff. Like, there was one whole booth where it was just made out of corrugated cardboard. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't coated or painted or anything. It was just brown corrugated cardboard. I thought it was. I actually thought it was a beautiful booth. Yes, like, I, I I I agree with you on that. For that matter, yeah, let's be honest. Corrugated cardboard when it's fresh and hasn't been effed up yet mm-hmm. looks great until you eff it up. Uh, <laughs> Super Seven uh, had some fantastic Ninja Turtles toys on display uh, that were very much in the spirit of of old school Ninja Turtles stuff. And then this was this just completely destroyed me. If I if I had enough disposable money, I would be getting the Batman the Animated Series Batmobile with the Batman the Animated Series uh, figure to go along with it to display. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I was like, is that this is the Batmobile that big? Oh my god, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a it was a huge car because they tried to make it sort of like Tim Burton's. Batmobile, but also its own uh, thing. It was more, well, the thing is, you know, it was more because they went for this Art Deco look yeah. for the entire show, for Gotham City, and so they went for, like, an Art Deco thing, and when you look at Art Deco designs, mm-hmm. like, you know, things like the buildings and the vehicles are always just, yeah, they're huge and streamlined, and you're just ridiculous, and I, oh, yeah. I, I love it, you know, but... I, I want I want yeah. to point out, too, that uh, not only was there Thundercats... But there was Silverhawks. Silverhawks, man. I was I, I I've been talking I've ta- I've mentioned Silverhawks multiple times on multiple podcasts, being like, I swear to God, I'm the only human being that remembers the show, and then I'm reminded that other people do too, because it was basically just Thundercats only set in yeah, space. Yeah, no, I remember turning on the TV one morning because I wanted to watch Thundercats, and it was Silverhawks, and I was very angry. I know, yeah. <laughs> Like, I was ha- like, what is this crap? It's the same voices, too. I knew that right away. I was like, ah, what is this? I want more Thundercats. They had Thundercats toys available, and, and they're really high quality and great build. But yes, Silverhawks toys, too. And they're more expensive because they're going to sell less of them because they're Silverhawks. <laughs> well, they're also, if you look at it, they have multiple heads they and do. hands. So yeah. they're meant for the collector's market. They're meant for people, if people do take them out of the box at all, to be posed and everything. Oh, yeah. Like the figuarts, figuarts that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have them on display at the show because they're already out, but they have the Spider-Verse figures. Yes. Like you get a Miles Morales. You can get a Gwen. Yep. I think there's a Spider-Punk. Mm-hmm. And they're like fully posable and they have the different hands. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't have them at the show because they're at the new Tom- Tamashi Nation store. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Cobra Mothership available for pre-order also uh, at the at the Super Seven booth. Uh, they wanted to remind us of that, but I, I know Shane uh, has mentioned these these GI Joe figures in particular, and that they weren't quite his bag. But I do appreciate just how much they look like the animated versions of of GI Joe. Like you don't really get like straight animated gi joe figures for the most part like you'll get either something that looks super articulated and closer to the comic books or you'll get like the old school uh you know crappy molds crappy molds but like i'm not trying to insult any toy artist out there oh, but no. let's be honest like uh sculpt the sculpting has gotten so much better Definitely. in our lifetimes like yeah. you look at toys from the 70s and the 80s and like the sculpts i i know i was talking shit about a. Uh, the what you call it the Letitia Wright oh yeah the Shuri doll that we saw because yep. it is the, it was the second time I had seen this this Black Panther doll mm-hmm. and I was like it still doesn't look like her to me even though it's yeah. nice it just doesn't look like her the other two in the line actually look really really accurate uh it's it just I feel like they just didn't get Letitia Wright's facial features yeah 100%. she might be hard to work with I don't know that's possible I mean you know we've heard stories <laughs> that, that came up yeah well that came up also with the Spider-Man figure that they couldn't mm. get Andrew Garfield's head sculpt yes yes yeah so that so they just like like, okay, fine. This one's not going to have a uh, an Andrew Garfield head. It's just going to be the full costume. It was cool, but, you know, that's that's what they had to work with. But, yeah, yeah Baroness looks great. Uh, Zartan, my favorite Zartan on, uh, on, mm-hmm. on display also. And, yeah, just Super 7 just had a badass booth. Uh, it also was super crowded in comparison to other booths, probably because of how many cool stuff they had on display. Um, but that's, I guess, to be expected. Yeah, I mean, they might have just scheduled a lot of meetings or they might actually have had new stuff to show off. Because yeah. I think the biggest deterrent, the biggest thing, the reason like well, some booths just weren't crowded is because they didn't have anything new. Right. Uh, Spin Master didn't have anything I hadn't already seen at uh, Sweet Sweet and Holiday of Play. Holiday of Play was only a few weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and, and for that matter, um, go, going along those lines, like you mentioned that I that I toured Lego. Um wasn't really a tour. It was just everything that was already on display outside in, you know, outside of their booth. Um, because, you know, like you said, in previous years, they've actually had, you know, like an inside thing where like you had the schedule and you would go inside and you'd see like, you know, yeah, they didn't have any new announcements because normally if they had new announcements, that's, that would have been on the inside. Like that's where I saw, um, hidden side Mm -hmm. their AR toys a few years back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you would see the Mario stuff, but the Mario stuff is all released. There's no, as far as I know, there's no unannounced Mario stuff right now. Yeah. Because uh, normally they, uh, if they announce it, it's over the summer. They already, yeah, that already came out. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they had all the amazing, you know, Mario stuff on display, which I told the person who was giving me the tour, like, if this stuff had existed when I was a kid, I would have quite literally every single set, you know, because yeah. th- these things are are beautiful. And just any Mario nerd wants these full essential like levels of Mario available in Lego and they they've gone they've got all out with these with these uh with these sets I think that they're really really cool no in general I'm, I'm kind of happy with the direction that Lego is taking because, oh yeah uh they're doing a lot of again stuff for the kiddults mm-hmm. uh I I you know I try to stay in touch with them because I got the I recommended the uh botanical collection yes those are the flowers mm-hmm. which at Toy Fair they had a whole wall that was just like the botanicals like the flowers like it looked like a garden but it was all lego mm-hmm. it was it was actually quite nice 
Uh, yeah, Ian just put up the, they have like the Spider-Man uh, Lego like art piece. I don't know what you want to call it. A diorama-ish that, 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 thing, a 3D exactly, art. Yeah, 3D art is a good way of putting it because it, it, it is definitely, you know, a a piece of Spider-Man art that has been made 3D that you can put on your wall. Um, they also have Wolverine's claws and they, I think they also have a Thanos uh, Infinity Gauntlet uh, that's available and a Captain America shield. Uh, that you yeah, can the build shield as well. is, is there. Yep. Talk oh, about you're the... definitely seeing a lot of that stuff now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like for adults. Yep. And and you mentioned Funko's booth. What about the stuff that Mondo had? Whew. So yeah, that's that's the thing. I think how long ago did they uh, acquire Mondo? That wasn't that long ago. I think this is definitely the first toy fair since. Funko acquired Mondo. Yes. Mondo used to belong to Alamo Draft House. That was their merch provider. You know, they yeah. do games, posters. Now it's with Funko, which is bad for Alamo because, like, I I was telling Ian uh, some, some time back, I went to see a movie, uh, this documentary called Once Upon a Time in Uganda, mm-hmm. which is about uh, Wakaliwood, like this this dude who makes action movies in, yeah. in basically what is like a slum in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, like you, in this documentary, you see that they have T-shirts with like his studio logo on it. Yeah. And the the white the, his like white friend who like was helping him out was making some of the shirts. And the guy lives here in New York. And I'm just like, how come you guys don't sell the shirts? This is literally the only time in history that I will want to buy one of these shirts. Is <laughs> like while I'm on the way out. And the guy said he's like, yeah, our our merch situation is really like messed up right now because of the sale. Yeah. Like I get that there was there's financial issues because mm-hmm. Alamo's been suffering like a lot of uh you know movie theaters, uh, live theater like anything that required an audience yes. has taken a real hit the past few years. Yeah. So I'm not mad about it, and I think Funko will probably be a good owner. I, I think so too. Uh, it was 2022 when the purchase was made, June 2022. So you're right; it was after the the most recent toy fair that the change was made. Um, and mm. from the stuff that they're already putting out, like. We we were we were marveling over the uh, the animated series figures that that Mondo had at the uh, at the Fungo booth. Uh, the Wolverine looked looked great, and the Sabretooth, and they also had a Magneto on display uh, and a Jubilee that that looked fantastic. I just realized that Wolverine figure. Look, you see the little portrait at the bottom. Mm. Oh yes, it yes. comes with a picture of Scott and Jean. Ah! You know? <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic! So you can that have picture. You, you can yeah. have you can have him caress it lovingly. Oh, <laughs> I love it! And and for that matter, the fact that they have him claws out with the energy, which he has yeah. never ever been able to do in any comic book, and yet he did it in the opening for the animated series, and that was also his special move in the in the X Men arcade game. Which, oh, just just roll with it. Man. Oh, I know, I know, but you know that's. I, I, it's just, a, it, it's a cool extra feature that they included that in there since since he does that in the opening. Yeah, there's um, a lot of like self awareness that I really appreciate. Oh yeah, yeah. So so now that since it's so that they have Mondo, basically Funko's in the business of selling vinyl yep. records. Yeah, yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, Dune, the the Dune vinyl was fantastic. They're also selling, uh, you know, framed it was the artwork. Sever- oh no! With the vinyl, I was going to mention. You didn't even notice it. I'm the one who picked up that they had severance on oh, vinyl. Yes, and it looks like a file folder. Yes, yes, yes. That yeah. that that was that was great. Um, and it, it just it just adds to their portfolio. It kind of is a really good match for Funko when you think about it. 
Um, I, I mean, they're trying to do more high-end stuff. I think what it comes down to is Funko's trying to not be the Funko Pop company. I agree. They don't want to put all of their, you know, eggs in one basket, as the expression goes. Oh, so yeah. they've been branching out in the gaming. And mind you, Mondo also does games. So I could see one of the brands going away, to be honest. They've also, but, been, they've also been making purses. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, uh, why am I forgetting the name of the company, uh, Oh, this is useless. God damn it. I know. I'm going to remember after we've not talking about it anymore. I'll look it up. Real well, quick. they made they made a happy meal and they made fries that that, that you can wear, you know, as a it's purse. A lounge fly, lounge fly. I didn't even have to look it up. I just remembered. There you go. Yeah. Lounge fly. They own lounge fly. Another yeah. one of their divisions, which I could easily see them merging that into Mondo at some point rather than uh, than, you know, getting rid of it. Um, perhaps, you know, combining the brands a little bit since they're kind of like parallel. Uh, well, I think Loudfly is its own thing because, like, I would say, and I hate to do this, I hate to do something that's so gendered, but I would say Loudfly is a female-oriented brand, eh, fair enough. and Mondo is a male-oriented brand. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest, we own all this bullshit. I own Mondo Records. I own like their copy of uh, Fight Club. Yes, the 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 cover actually looks like an IKEA catalog, eh. which I I love that thing. It looks so good. Oh yeah, I, I want to buy some frames for it. <laughs> but yeah, but I think that's you know the thing is that ever since at least the eighties, the toy industry, and it's still going to be like this, where it's very fractured between the, the you know the two binary genders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's I no think we're seeing it. less of it because we did see we've seen a lot of signs with like they have showed little boys playing with dolls, mm-hmm. but I don't they're going to go away you know anytime soon yeah and, the, and, the genderedness and, and they're also i mean they're, they're they're coming out with games as well uh they had uh the uh, the rugrats hanukkah uh game that that i was absolutely you know drooling over at the funko booth just the fact that yeah, well, let's exists. be honest what was the thing that really got you come on man the throw thing, it up the there. thing that got me the most and let me find the picture of it you didn't even notice at first i was like hey check out that figure and you're yep. like it's a cool figure and i'm like look here, closer here, here it is here it is i found it uh this was the show where i discovered that donald duck is canonically jewish because here is donald with a dreidel that's enough for me that's enough for me. It just officially makes him Jewish in my eyes, and I'm A-OK with that. Yeah, well, I thought it was funny because uh, anybody who's seen the wonderful the Mickey Mouse Duck the Halls special, mm-hmm. wherein you find out why ducks have to fly south, because if they don't fly south, they basically start to disintegrate. Yeah. And Donald refuses to go because he wants to celebrate Christmas for once. He wants to be part of the festivities, and he just starts disintegrating. And Ian was like, I've learned that, that ducks are Jewish. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> they have to go to Florida. <laughs> Um, some of the, some of the other stuff on display, I mean, cooler than the entire Flash movie was that one Flash cowl that, that, that we saw on the, on the store, on, on the floor, like better than, than that entire movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. It had like, yeah, it had like glowing lines. It was really cool. I was like, yeah, that's way better than that trash fire of a movie, which I finally watched. And I, and I'll say again, I don't understand how Ian or any of you other guys, could sit through that entire movie in a theater. I, I had to I, pause it every five minutes. I was like, I can't do this. The reason yeah. I was able to do it is because I was one of four people in the theater, and if I didn't want to pay attention at a specific moment, I didn't. And that that that's that's a that's a good way to go about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it was the worst movie I've ever seen. I've seen much worse, but it was just it's just like I was like grinding my teeth. I probably lost a lot of enamel on my teeth you know as what, a result. You know what's much better than that movie? Stan, Stan Lee with Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. much better than that movie 
and and, and that was that was one of the many figures on display also uh that wasn't the Super 7 booth. That was one of the other booths, I think. It was the same booth that had the Batman yes. uh, the animated series yep. figure. Yeah, you you are correct about that. It was on the other the opposite side of their booth. I yeah, I remember yeah. these things. I'll 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 look up who did Stan Lee with Grumpy Cat and that would probably tell me what they are. But uh yeah, it, it was it, it was good times. Iron Studios. Okay. Iron yeah, St- I do remember that. Yep. Iron Studios were the guys behind that. I also got to make uh, some really cool putty, um, and, <laughs> and and any of you guys can too if you're ever at FAO Schwartz in New York, uh, as as they have a uh, a machine that basically does it. You grab the putty um, white, and then you mix in colors. Um, I chose to do uh, sort of like a, a red and purple. Uh, it's not going to come up very well just because of, it looks like indigo on there. Yeah. Which is fine. I like indigo. Yeah. This, this is closer to purple when you actually see it, but they also asked me if I wanted to like, you know, mix in sparkles, which I did. And what's cool is that it's incredibly malleable. Like, yeah. Uh, and just, yeah, I can see your fingers. Just really, really nice to, tactile feel to the whole to the whole thing yeah that's that's the crazy thing we are still technically in a pandemic we were touching so many things every five seconds i was like hand sanitizer hand sanitizer hand sanitizer luckily luckily there was hand sanitizer literally everywhere uh and and it all turned out okay in the end but um crazy aaron's thinking putty uh crazy creator that's that's what this thing was Uh, they also had a uh um thing where they were scooping it out almost like ice cream uh this was closer to a sand i think if i remember correctly but it was one of those sands where like it's mostly solid and then can wind up less solid uh after a while we 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 touched something similar on the floor which was which was yeah i was with you there was like an ice cream smelling one Mm -hmm. uh i also showed you like my favorite was like that foam though was it like the wacky foam oh yes Yep. And it's like you smoosh it down, you can make it into a ball, and then it starts to expand. And it was the oh most satisfying God. thing, you know, when I wasn't worried about getting COVID. O- OG OG slime is the one that that, that had the slime that uh, that smelled like different things, because this is the one that smells like ice cream. And then there's also one that smells like laundry. Uh, with yeah, it's really yeah. the laundry was nice. I like the smell of that one. Yeah. It's really interesting to me that slime is still a thing. I, I because... don't think slime will ever not be a thing. I mean, it wasn't really a thing when I was a kid. Like, I had no idea. I mean, you could have made it when I was a kid, but it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was that it's, little boomerang. It's a sock. <laughs> it looks like a boomerang. You were holding it upside down. I know. I know. Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's a sock uh, because- this That's is, the laundry one, yeah, right? This, this is the laundry one. And, ah, it smells like laundry. Yep. It smells yeah. like Tide, baby. It smells like Tide. Yeah, one thing I definitely noticed is a lot of these tactile toys, I don't think they're being marketed at the kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you say, it smells like laundry. I don't think kid gives a crap about something that smells like laundry. No, grown up, we love that. Laundry yeah. is great. No kid, uh, no kid gives a shit about about a, a, something that smells like laundry. They might like the smell, but it's not specifically being targeted. At no, them. they would. They would prefer something that smells sweet. Yeah. Uh, I showed, I showed Ian. I took took you that booth that had those like little weird like rubbery uh, hamburgers and waffles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was really good. That I actually do have right in front of me. That is Orb Stritchy. And it's basically like, let me take it out of the case here. Yep. These little little burgers made out of like this tactile sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So, but it's so like here I have like an avocado and it's actually wiggly instead of stiff. Like she said, it's better than wood. And I'm like, yeah, it's good for older kids though. Like this is a piece of fake American cheese that pretty much could just be American cheese. Well, yes, because it's probably the same general yeah. feel of we it. A, <laughs> we got an egg, yep. a piece of bacon, mm-hmm. piece of ham. Here's the burger. I <laughs> got tomato. Oh, yeah. Oh, this this feels so good. You guys need to like buy these. They're apparently only six bucks for the set. And you get like, yeah, these are the pickles. Nice. <clears throat> and they said, you know, like they said that most of the people who have been buying them are actually more adults. They see them, they're really big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, that's uh again the name of it. I I told you it's uh orb stretchy. Uh, and they have a hamburger, they have chicken and waffles, and they have an English muffin. Of course they have English muffin. You gotta have English muffins, man. I just yeah, had... that's what the, that's where the ham and the bacon came from. I made turkey burgers out of out of English muffins earlier tonight, and and it was very yummy. Oh, it was, nice! Because it, it was it was good time. That sounds right good. There. Oh yeah, good stuff. Um, one of the other booths that I that I visited that I that I greatly enjoyed uh, had a a wealth of stuff, including Pokemon and AEW and Star Wars and. Uh, professional cosplay equipment as well while we were at it, which I was not expecting to find that at all. Um, they, they, they have a Darth Vader on display, which let me, let me show you this, uh, this Darth Vader here where not only do you get the costume, but it also comes with some pre-programmed voice things by, you know, with James Earl Jones voice. And it comes with its own, carry-on suitcase so if you wanted to take it to a convention and then dress up in it you could put it in the overhead on the plane and then take it off with you and and you know put it on when you get when you get to uh, to your location that is ingenious and i'm shocked that somebody hadn't hasn't done that before well again they're definitely trying to cater to different types of play Mm mm-hmm and different ages. Yeah. Uh, do you have a picture of the uh, the crustaceans? Yeah. Uh, the menstruation crustaceans. Oh yeah. Did I take a picture? Did you not take a photo of those? I think. Well, uh, I mean, I, I did. I did take a picture of the emotional support nuggets. Yeah. And that that was so, that was the same uh, booth. The the it used to be what the meme, but they changed the name of the company. Uh, do you remember the the new name? If oh, you took a booth. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Well, what do yeah. you mean? Uh, relatable? <laughs> relatable, yeah. yeah. So the, the company has a name change. Mm-hmm. And besides, what do you mean? And a bunch of you know crappy spinoffs, because I'll be honest, I don't really like what do you mean? I don't think it's a very fun game. Eh. But they had a lot of other cool stuff in their booth. Like yeah. they were selling these... Uh, plushes let me see i i could find a photo but i don't have the right to you know to send it you know put it up on the thing but they were called menstruation crustaceans oh my god let me give you You let me give you co-host rights and then you'll be able to vault by the way vault was the company that i was thinking of that did the AEW stuff and the uh and the high quality uh uh cosplay so just uh just to remind folks that they also did some uh amazing spider-man uh Spidey and his amazing friends toys for kids that were absolutely adorable. There we go. Voila. Menstruation crustacean. They had a lobster, a crab, and a shrimp. They're heating pads that smell like lavender, I guess, because that's supposed to be soothing. <laughs> Though I, I you know, I would not have objected if they smelled like seafood. I, I mean 
Uh, I. It would have been weird, but it could have. Would... Maybe it could have smelled like the like old bay or something. You that would be better, but also no. I I I'm 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 I'm. But butter, butter for the lobster. Okay, but butter, I butter, I could have, I could have, I could have went with, yeah. Um, and and, and that's a, and that's a good point to bring up though. Um, just because we're talking about the what do you meme uh, uh website, I, well that sorry, a what do you meme company is there were plenty of games on display as well, you know, because games and toys are relatives to each other. And obviously, you know, companies that sell one are going to sell the other or vice versa. Well, it's the games are having uh, they're having a moment. And this was even before the pandemic. This past decade or so, like board games have really exploded as a category. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you why. It might be partly due to YouTube. Mm hmm. You know, like people are playing games on YouTube and other people see it just like yeah. it might uh, key into the actual play phenomenon, mm -hmm. you know, for D&D. &D. Yeah, that, that, that's that's I, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, you can definitely see it like you go to Barnes and Noble and now Barnes and Noble has a toy section and it's mostly board games. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of stuff like board games. Yeah, have definitely exploded for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had the high quality, sexy, uh, uh, snap, uh, Scrabble and Monopoly boards on display as well. Uh, once, once I, once I get that up here, uh, which, yeah, I know we're both in the, we're, since we're both in our folders, we're probably looking at like similar photos right pro now. Probably more than likely. Yeah. Once, once I, once I find those, I'll, I'll bring them up. Here we go. Boards you could wind up displaying on coffee tables type of Scrabble, like ones that, that, that you're, you're like pointing out to your friends that you're. Oh, you're so fancy with your Scrabble board and what have you. Uh, I I like them, but I also feel like uh like for me, Monopoly, Scrabble, like those are not games I would play enough to justify buying a set that costs a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, or whatever it costs. Yeah, I I would agree with you. Um, what I will possibly buy at some point in the future is a game that we passed called Nacho Pile. It's a a matching game uh, with tortilla chips. And their branding is so on point with the old school Doritos logo that it's just a job well done all around. And I had to point them out at least once on this on this episode. So thank you, Nacho Pile, for existing. And I hope that everybody goes out there and buys themselves a matching game involving tortillas, which will make you hungry as you play it. And you 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 are right though that like games, especially I feel like games that you could easily play with your family are probably blowing up more than anything else right now i wouldn't quite say that people are more insular these days but but ones that like you could just play with a small group are probably going to be just as popular as anything else as as you're able to just have a good time in, a, in like three or four people yeah it's it's interesting to me like i as a kid i think everything i had was two player but now like there are games that are there there are four or five six mm -hmm. players yeah. Uh, yeah. I just put up a picture of the uh, signature edition Bananagrams because <laughs> even Bananagrams is getting all highfalutin on us. That when I saw that, my brain exploded because I don't know. It's Bananagrams. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love Bananagrams, but I don't know if I need a signature edition of. I agree. I agree entirely, and I don't know how well it's going to sell. Quite frankly, because it just it just feels like a product that was made to capitalize on the fact that collector's editions are a thing and not necessarily that people are clamoring for it. But who knows? I could be entirely wrong. You never know. 
Yeah, um, I'm just going to put up a picture of one of my favorite things that I saw at the show Okay. before we move on. Yeah. Were these little plushes from Cuddle Barn. Ooh. They, yes. they sell these little plush frogs, and they have frogs that look like a bottle of sriracha and a jar of soy sauce. And yes. I, I need them. They're so cute. They are fantastic. Oh, I found the foam, by the way. Uh, foam, foam Alive was the- Foam uh, Alive, yes. Yeah. Foam Alive. Foam, <laughs> we were- Foam Alive, we were we were amazed over just just the consistency of the foam and just how pleasant it was in in in, in your hand. It just it just yeah. Nice. I have a theory. The thing is, like they're talking about kid adult kid adults. I mean, I think we should talk about this a little bit. Like, yeah. oh yeah, no, we have disposable income and we don't have children. I have all this money to spend, but I also think uh, there's an obsession with parents. They want their kids to have screen free time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't want my kid always looking at a TV, looking at a tablet, a mm-hmm. game console or whatever. Uh, but I don't think people have really considered how much uh, adults need screen free time. Mm. That's true. Like we spend, you know, during the pandemic, you're like, you get up, you you wake up in the morning, you check your phone and then you go to your, your laptop or your desktop. And then when you're done with that, you go and you watch TV. And then you go back to your phone yeah. and then you go to sleep. Yeah. Like you spend most of your day just like staring at screens. And I feel like people have really felt like disconnected from the real world. Mm-hmm. And there's a need for more uh, tactile things, for more sensation. Definitely. So like I, I find, yeah, anything I was like, oh, I want to touch this. I want to touch this. I think, yeah, adults probably have become very touchy in a way, even mm-hmm. even as we're like, OK, get me the hand sanitizer. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no, I, I, I feel that. And, and <clears throat> it's. It's it's something that it's a balance that I feel like we all need to take in our lives, uh, and just it's a reason why stress balls became a thing too. Frankly, you know, like it's it's just something to to take your mind off of things that doesn't involve staring into your flat screen TV all the damn time, you know, or your phone or what have you. It's it's just a a, a, a nice a nice relaxing. Uh, tempting side thing and foam is just very very pleasant yeah no i i I do i just like i mean the stuff the thing is i'm not a parent if i were a parent i'd be horrified yeah but i'm just like but it's so fun i had so much fun i had one other thing that i wanted to bring up before we before we get close to wrapping up here and that of course is probably my favorite thing that we that we found on the floor on uh on the first day that i was there that saturday and that, of course, is Instacake, a celebration cake kit. The way these work is if you find them in stores, they're usually there with a card. And you open the card. You can mail it to somebody, you know, just like you mail anything else. And then they open up the card. And then inside is quite literally an instant cake that you can put together that all you need is water for and a microwave. And it's a simple process. I did it on the floor while I was there. Um, and yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, th- thank you. Uh, <laughs> all, all, all it took was you know adding the right amount of water. They give you a cu- they give you a cup uh, with it as well. You take four scoops of of the uh, of the cup that's in there. They have a mixing spoon. You know they have the uh, the the thing to put the uh, the instant cake into. And then once you whip it up enough, you put it in the microwave for a minute. And it comes out, and it's cake. You let it cool. You put the icing on top. You put your sprinkles. Bada bing, bada boom. You got a cake right there. 
um, and an absolutely lovely person uh, that uh, that was one of the one of the I think two people that worked for the company uh, that was set up at this booth that we had a long conversation with from the Canadas, uh, and uh, she was a sweetheart of a person who let us to try their cake. And also gave me a delightful sample of some chocolate cake that I will probably wind up making at some point. But um, yeah, if you have it available near you, Instacake is the company. Celebration Cake Kit. Check it out and enjoy. This podcast brought to you by... (laughs) Basically. um, Yeah, no, just, just overall, I'm glad I went and I'm glad I experienced it. Especially since now, if I am going to wind up going one more time, I have to wait two years, essentially, for, for March of 2025 to, to go probably for the last time. Because after New Orleans, there's talk of it possibly going to Las Vegas. Um, so it's not coming back to New York anytime soon. Vegas, Vegas, I see a little more welcoming. It's For starters, it's closer to California. Yeah. So companies like Mattel, that'll work out for them because they're in El Segundo. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... Uh, a little bad for Hasbro because it's interesting to me because like you know they're moving away like to New Orleans and the thing is that takes them away from Hasbro because Hasbro's in uh Providence Rhode Island it's actually near the train station but uh yeah no it's just it's yeah it's crazy I don't I don't know what's going on there it sounds like chaos yes the industry had to do it frankly because if if they you know if they weren't able to be sustainable in New York then it makes sense but at the same time I'm glad I got to experience it as it was. I'm sad it was as empty as it was, but I'm glad that at least from what we heard, a decent amount of of, of buyers were there. Um, for the few for yeah. the few people that we talked to on the floor, it did seem like they were making some good deals and stuff like that. So it may not have been good foot traffic, but that doesn't really matter in the end as long as they're actually getting their their wares in the multiple places. And I see you found. Uh, you found the the, uh, the, the, the sand, foam, yeah. yeah, the sand, the foam sand. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was some weird shit. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know why my camera kept changing the shade of purple. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It is not color changing foam. It's just my camera being stupid. Hilarious. The the algorithm is like, oh no, the light changed. I need to change the color. Okay, no, that's that, that that's fair. That's no, fair. I'm just going through to see what else we've missed. Uh, licensees has gotten a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Just to just a few like last notes before we wrap this up i would say Mm -hmm. uh the fact that i'm pulling up this picture we've stopped by the play mobile booth and the fact that they have licensees like naruto now Uh which i kind of want because i like it it comes with like the ramen shop yeah i would want it just for the ramen shop i don't care about the figures because i'm not a naruto fan but i i do like that they have you know the little little characters they had a whole selection of them yeah, sorry. I wish I could. No, no. no. Oh, I accidentally archived it. Oh, that's fine. There that's we go. perfectly fine because I found I found the the licensee that we need to specifically talk about. Oh that, God, that, that, that Play Mobile <laughs> has. They have a Magnum PI set at Play Mobile now. Like you know, when you think of Play Mobile, I'm sure you probably think of it being for kids. This ain't for kids. This is very much for old men. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, like, a lot of the sets are too expensive to be kids' toys. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, like PayMobile had like a two hundred dollar enterprise model, which was cool because you could like take the top off and like mm-hmm. you had the the enterprise, the original enterprise, yeah. or rather the enterprise we all care about, you know, the yes. Kirk and Spock and all that. Yes. 
Yeah, the Naruto was crazy because uh, remember they have, in recent years they've also had Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what else I've seen lately. Uh, I feel like they had. Some, I don't know if it was Avatar or something. Look, like that. you can't beat you can't beat Magnum PI. Like that's just like yeah. Like who? Like who is this here for? <laughs> I know it's meant for adults, but who? I know that's a show that aired 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and which is funny because there's a more recent reboot, but this is the one with Tom Selleck. Yeah, I mean they could have they could have the, the the reboot should have just had like Tom Selleck come back and like his daughter could have been the Magnum PI of the, the title of the show. Yeah. He was too busy being a blue blood at the time. So I know. I'm glad the show's doing well for him. I know he can be kind of a dick. I'm not, you know, excusing yeah. some of his behavior, but still has the I best still has the best mustache in all of Hollywood. That that much yeah. that much we'll we'll say for sure. And we and we did see some bluey games that I'll that I'll mention. Uh the bluey keepy uppy game. And the Bluey five and one game, which kind of just looks like a matching game, but it's cute nonetheless. And Bluey, there's a lot of Bluey stuff. I mean, Bluey's the hot license right now. Uh, yeah, now I sound like a, like an industry insider because uh, I know a lot of people. Like we saw the Bluey sunglasses. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, Leapfrog mm-hmm. has the a license they sell like or Leapfrog or VTech. I can never keep those straight because the companies basically merged. Yeah. Plus, there were there were Bluey figures available and bluey plushes on the floor but uh those are also things that are not just available for your kids because adults like bluey too well but those i mean i think those are kids toys they are they are but i can imagine yeah there's no there's no adult bluey stuff just yet i know i mean i think 20 years from now you'll start seeing all the expensive like bluey collector statues it doesn't matter whether or not these say that they're for kids you know that there's probably adults that will buy them Yeah, because they just because they 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 just really want to plush Bluey, and I can understand why because it's Bluey. All right, uh, any other uh, things you want to bring up, or have we basically uh, ran our course here? You know what? Actually, one more one more thing, and that's the you know you mentioned yeah you mentioned the uh, well you mentioned the Shuri, so we may as well mention uh, the other dolls uh, in in the in the Fresh Dolls line. Yeah, Um, yeah. So one. on trend, quote unquote, are dolls with natural hair. Yes. That would be like black dolls with froze and locks. And Fresh Dolls has a patent pending process for making mass produced locks. Mm-hmm. And they first used it for their Black Panther line. Yep. And now they have, they also have these, yeah, the fresh, these like dude dolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of whom is named Ian. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I took a picture with Ian because, of course, I did because that's, that's me. Um, I was like, yeah, yeah. Ian's got big hair. <laughs> yes, I, I don't remember ever having that big hair in my life, so it must be a different Ian. But uh, either either way, these dolls are actually really fun. Um, I, I I love the hair on some on some of the on some of the female dolls too. Um, and just yeah, there's a, there's a yellow doll that looks me looks a lot like a Steven Universe character, almost yes. like a like a topaz. Yeah, she's got like gold, like literally gold, like hair. And, and it's just like a giant fro. And representation matters, you know, like the fact the fact that there are dolls coming out all all different, you know, shapes, sizes, and colors now. Like that's 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 good for the world, frankly. You know, not just not even just for kids. Like like we need more representation. Period. And and this. Well, oh, I've joked that. about that. Every every white person should be given a black doll with natural hair, so they can touch that instead of bothering real people. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> Like, just get it out. Just get it out on the doll so you don't do it on an airplane or in an elevator or, you know, literally mm-hmm. any other place. Yep. 
give it to the doll. That's what a doll is for. Yeah. Just get it out there. And I, I did have a picture of the of the Black Panther dolls, which uh which did win an award. Uh even if even if again the Shuri isn't hundred percent on They're on all brand. nice. I like the um uh Okoye in yes. the middle the best. Like yep. she has her bits of armor and I thought it was beautiful. Even I, if it doesn't have hair. I really <laughs> like the Nakia, to be honest with you. Like I think I think the I think the costume is beautiful and the accessories are are, are really sweet to go along with it too. I think I think that's probably my face my favorite of the fresh fierce collection. Yeah, it's really interesting to me that even though Marvel is the one who usually gets like the licenses for mm-hmm. dolls when it comes to like Marvel, I mean not Marvel, sorry, Mattel yes. gets like Marvel license. Oh no, Hasbro, Hasbro actually. Hasbro, yeah. Hasbro usually gets those licenses. Sometimes Marvel gets them, but in this case, these dolls were made by the Fresh Dolls company. Mhm. Uh, which is like a small, you know, it's it's one of those like a fe- black female owned, you know, startup yeah. company. And they had a lot, you know, again, they have some nice dolls. And again, yeah. you know, as Ian says, rep- representation matters. You got dolls with froze, with locks, Bantu knots. And, uh, you know, I mean, I th- I would say representation. I knew representation mattered again when your face lit up when you saw Donald was Jewish. Yes. Yes, indeed. You are nearly 40 years old. And you were like, oh. God. I mean, come on, man. Like some things you've just been thinking for years and then finally you're validated. And then, you know, that's that. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was nice. And we got to meet my 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 I guess my friend Janice. She's a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. She's like, I want to do something with you. So we, yeah. we we got to, you know, we went over to the booth and we got to see this stuff and Oh, yeah, I think that's about it. I, what were you thinking of? No, I was just going to say, just just for once again, for Shane's sake, we did see a uh, a really awesome uh, Cobra Commander helmet on display at one of the Halloween booths. <laughs> so yeah, other, otherwise that's that's about it. I mean, it's 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 a really chill experience that if you do get to experience at least once in your life, I'd say make it happen. Um, obviously it's not going to happen for everybody because again, it's an industry type event. Yeah. You have to be a press buyer or an exhibitor. Obviously exhibitor is the most expensive buyer. If you work at a store or retail, like a comic shop, you can yeah. probably get in, mm-hmm. yep. uh, press, you know, you can just sign up. And the thing is people are just generally happy to get like, uh, coverage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kids aren't, again, kids aren't allowed unless they're kid fluencers, you know, yeah. and they have to have a main starring role on like your YouTube channel or whatever it is, yep. which is actually great because it means that people don't feel the need to lock up the toys because if they let kids run amok, you know, it'd just be like chaos. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? One last thing. And that, of course, and this one's for Murd. We got to experience the Elf on the Shelf Santaverse. Not nearly as cool as the Spider-Verse, but still it exists. The enchanted world of Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I refuse to take any of their freebies. I mean, the only thing I took was hand sanitizer because I, I would hope it's not like Fay sanitizer. You know, I, I, I took I took an Elf on a Shelf keychain. I I did I did do that for myself because why don't not? let the fairy folk into your house, Ian. <laughs> They're gonna be watching me. They're gonna be watching me. All right, I think that's about it. Um, overall, had a really fun experience. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know the last thing that we need to show the audience. Okay, let's see. What do you wait, got? I didn't take a video. I should have taken a video, but you know what? It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just for some reason, they were acrobats. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah. And they were like on a schedule and like there was a whole crowd and everything. It was, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... That's that, I guess. <laughs> well, that's just it. Is like you'll get a lot of stunt stuff. Like you know, you'll get a bunch of people in dinosaur costumes marching into the Jurassic Park theme. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just Toy Fair, baby. Oh yeah, 
That's and that's a hundred percent the case. That's just that's just Toy Fair baby is kind of like the best way that you can put it. So. Yeah, Ian was like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "It's Toy Fair, Jake." It's, it's, so, <laughs> let it go. Uh, it's Toy Fair. Yep. Uh, no, th- I mean, thanks for the suggestion, Chris. I had a great time, and I think this this was a, a good episode to let people know some of the stuff that we saw and experienced. And come 2025, if I have the opportunity, I will go one last time, and then I'm not going to New Orleans. So that's that. Hello. And then we'll record another episode. Indeed. You want to let people know out there where they can find you and all that jazz? Uh, I'm lamping on the blue sky because, you know, not that other site. Yes. That's 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 a letter. No, screw that letter. No, definitely not. But yes. also uh, I have a link tree that's at Chris Nautis, you know, and and of course I'm Chris Nod.us as a, a website. Excellent. Know. Well, chrisnod.us, yeah. And, and, to, and to pimp both Patreons, uh, patreon.com slash comicgeekspeak. We thank you so much for your continued support of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that is greatly appreciated. And my personal Patreon at patreon.com slash comictiming uh, for uh, producing shows and uh, putting out shows and the like. Uh, and I will continue to do that whenever possible. And you know what? My ending theme will be the CGS theme because, hey, it's both shows. So we'll go ahead and do that as I give you the end credits for everything. The number to leave a voicemail at Comic East Speak is 267-702-6642. You can stop by thecomicforums.vanillacommunity.com if you'd like to check out the forums or facebook.com slash Comic East Speak for the Facebook or the Comic East Speak Supergroup, also facebook.com slash comic timing. Comic timing at gmail.com, comic geekspeak at gmail.com. Those are the email addresses. Uh, Twitter.com slash comic geekspeak, uh, Twitter.com slash I underscore AM underscore sci fi, and I am I am sci fi on Blue Sky as well. Comic Geekspeak can be found on Blue Sky as well, too, now at Comic Geekspeak. Uh, we'd like to thank you for all the support and donating over the years. We could not do it without your help. And as always, there's always time for comics as we're uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time. I combine both of our catchphrases. Yeah. I would say a thank you to everyone who met with us at Toy Fair. Yes, thank you. 